Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Weekday Wednesday, Tucson, Arizona's number one online radio podcast about all things medical cannabis. Your host, Bellstar. And the Cannabis Kid. Our show features news, interviews, and all the latest information about anything and everything medical cannabis related in Tucson, Arizona. And the world at large. We'd love to hear from you. Please give us a call live at 646-915-8421. You can like us on Facebook, follow us on all social media, or email thctucson at gmail.com. We'd like to thank Tumbleweeds Health Center and Studio C, along with our many sponsors for hosting our show every week. With the lowest price certifications in town, you'll find hemp products accessories, and all things related to medical cannabis education. Visit Tumbleweeds Health Center at 4826 East Broadway Boulevard or online at com. And remember, be smart, be safe, and educate. All right, let's try that again. Welcome to Wednesday, Wednesday. That was quite the cluster of crap. Uh, yeah, although that was
Um, I don't do math, so you guys figure that one out. Uh, so, yeah, so come on down, 4826 East Broadway Boulevard. Walk-ins are guaranteed Monday through Friday. And for graduation, you don't have to do a two-day process Monday through Friday either because we have two doctors on staff now Monday through Friday. Yeah. Come on down. Um, like I said, huge, huge uh, discounts coming up right now. They're two for, our certifications are 249 174 if you have food stamps. Um very simple process. If you go to our website, check out, you uh, click the contact us button, take a look around and check out what you see because there is a lot there. We have a lot of different services that we do other than certifications. Obviously, we have a review show. <laughs> um, we'll do a house call for you. So, um, your facility, your home, and you, you don't want to leave even, if you just don't want to get out of the house, we'll come to you. And depending on how far it is, we'll have a little bit of a travel fee, and we'll take it from there. Uh, patients under 18, we will certify, but you have to have seen two medical doctors, um, and uh, you have to get you have to have a caregiver who needs to get fingerprints and pay a $200 state fee. So I'm hoping that that uh, caregiver fee will last for the two years as well. So that would be really fantastic because that would really help you. And then, of course, we do, um, we interpret for the deaf and hard of hearing. So if you know someone out there that's deaf or hard of hearing and needs an interpreter, we do that. We get lots of folks there that come in. Um, and what else? We've got 249 certifications, 174 if you're on food stamps, $50 valuations if you do not have medical records. And if you go to our website, tumbleweedshealthcenter.com, and check out our certification section, you can see what conditions qualify. PTSD, cancer, coma, AIDS, chronic pain, severe, seizures, including epilepsy, human, um, HIV, let me spell it out, hep C, ALS, Crohn's disease, now just the agitation of Alzheimer's disease. Uh, actually, anything I was discussing with somebody at the park, um, I talked about cannabis there, and uh, they were saying, yeah, this person is in the beginning stages of Alzheimer's, and they're just having a hard time. They're angry. They're confused. They're frustrated. They're lashing out. Um, they're not, they stopped eating. They're, they're, the behaviors are those that are not typical of what this person that you know is normally like. Um, so just the agitation of Alzheimer's. Uh, and dementia goes along with that too. Cachexia or wasting syndrome, severe and persistent muscle spasms. All right. If you suffer from one of these medical conditions and have been diagnosed by an Arizona licensed physician, medical cannabis may help relieve your symptoms. Tumbleweeds Health Center is Arizona's premier cannabis certification health and education center. Our primary focus is to help the patients of Arizona obtain their medical marijuana card and educate everyone about medical cannabis. With current medical records, approval is a simple process. Contact Tumbleweeds Health Center to see if you qualify for your Arizona medical marijuana card. That's right. Give us a call. 520-838-4430. You can actually email us at dhccson at jump.com. Come on down.
make the certification. CBD daily and cannabis daily for my fibromyalgia, scoliosis, kyphosis, you know, things to that. And it works. How is this going on? Oh, so there is uh, there's a great new section on our website called Cannabis. Um, hold on a moment. Now, can you hear us? I'm, I'm hearing that we're not having any sound. Can you hear me now? Now, can you hear me? It seems as though uh, we're all the way up. Let me go ahead and, and call in to show myself. It looks like that we're on, but now it just might not be the case. I'm getting a message that you are not hearing me. At all, which is not a fun thing. So let me just check this out. And maybe what I'll have to do is uh, tune in to or call the uh, host myself. No, there we go. We're on. We're on air. You might be having trouble over there, Silver Sister, in Grand Island. Welcome, Grand Island. Oh. <laughs> I heard it loud and clear, so I was hearing echoes of myself. Um, all right, it looks like we have a guest on air here today, and uh, we were reading the one of the initiatives, the most recent um, that came out in play for air legalization. But and I hear talk about the initiatives already. I just I hear people super excited, and it's awesome. You should be super excited because legalization in the right way can be a good thing. Now. Um, what I encourage everybody to do, which is why we spend all the time we to listen to my myself fumble through all these big words, but it is so important to read these initiatives because people are just like, oh, legalization, let's do it. And then they vote things in that they might not have known about because they didn't read the full initiative, although that was part of it. Um, so it is super, super, super important to read these things. And we have a guest on there today with us that uh, has read these initiatives and wants to talk about uh, the latest one that we have. So give me one moment here. Um, I am checking some information. Oh, now we're, now, now we're back. Okay. So interesting. So let me check a spot here and make sure um, if our guest is there, but we do have somebody that wants to come on. So we'll see if this is our guest. So welcome to We Stay Wednesday. Hello. Hi, welcome to We Say Wednesday. Hi there, this is Hans. Is this Bell Star? Hey, this is Hans. Hi, Bell. How are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? Uh, I'm doing pretty good. Um, my phone is playing tricks on me. Uh, it's hard for me to hear what's being said, but uh, I think I can still hear everything that's going on. How you guys doing this morning? Uh, we're doing good. It's just me this morning, cannabis kid, out on the trail. <laughs> <laughs> out on the trail. It's just us today. 
How are, and uh, we're just talking about the importance of reading the initiatives uh, all the way through because there's um, legally allowed to put out a, a minimum or a maximum of, I think, 150 or 200 words uh, on the, the initiatives when they go to have you sign them. And some of those can be misleading. Uh, what have you been reading out there with the initiatives that we have right now? Well, misleading is a, a pretty good word. Uh, I don't like the fact that what they do uh, in one of the cases is it's it's misleading, but it's also uh, a lie by omission. I remember on the, a couple of years ago when they had the proposition, they at least told the people – they said, notwithstanding uh, Article uh, 133405, which is the law against marijuana that's on the books. So in this particular um, publication, 362853, it says that notwithstanding any other law, a person is guilty of a petty offense – and then they give the different uh, punishments for petty offense, et cetera. Well, mm -hmm. the word notwithstanding any other law, they, they didn't put what the law was, 133405. So this is an omission on their part so that people won't really know what the true penalty is. And the true penalty is actually a class six or more felony that is mandatory prison time. So what this means is they say, oh, you can have an ounce of cannabis, but if you have an ounce and one gram, then you're not protected anymore, and now you can be charged with a felony. And a lot of people mm. don't understand that. They say, oh, it's legal up to an ounce, and if you have more than that, oh, it's, it's just a petty offense. No, it's not a petty offense. If you have one more plant, if you have one more gram of concentrate. Jeez. So here we yeah. have rules and regulations that still are throwing people in prison for as much as a gram or a small amount above what they say you should have. The, the petty offense they're referring to is for people – under the age of 21 they're not right is that correct so if you're so if you have if you're over 21 and you have an ounce and a seed an ounce and a gram an ounce and whatever they consider over that limit you could go to jail is that what you're saying yes it's not just for minors under 21 it's for anyone mm. uh, notwithstanding 133405 oh. if you have over what you're supposed to have so they're pretending like that oh it's just going to be a petty offense if you have more than what you have but it's not it's actually a felony if you have more than what the state says you can have your one ounce why do you think they are why would they do this what would be what would be uh, the purpose of it is to get people to vote for 
this law thinking that, oh, well, if I have more than an ounce, it'll be okay. It's only a petty offense. Okay. Um, so we can vote for this because the it's not illegal anymore. It's recreational. But, yes, it is right. illegal, and it's still a felony. Mm-hmm. So That's basically, they do it. go ahead. No, go ahead. Okay, that's that's not the only objection that I have. Although that is one of the main objections I have to this. This this is a law that is made for the dispensaries. It's designed yeah. to give more customers to the dispensaries Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. it's designed uh, to give them the rights uh, to control marijuana while at the same Mm -hmm. time it denies the right of free enterprise to the public when these laws Mm -hmm. were first made years ago the original purpose of the marijuana law was to give uh, the rights to grow to possess and to sell marijuana to the public And then the director and the attorney general of the state and the prosecutors misinterpreted, misrepresented the rules and started throwing people in jail for selling, uh, possessing what they were allowed to possess, um, and took the rights away from the people. This new law, what a lot of the advocates say is, oh, we're giving, we're giving more rights to the, the public. But the public is not getting any more rights. They're getting their rights stolen away from them. What happened to free enterprise? What happened to where mom and pop could grow some plants just like they grow tomatoes in their backyard and sell them and make a little money off of this? This is nothing but a grab by the dispensaries to make more money and for the state to totally control the marijuana. Uh, These new rules and regulations give the new licenses. I think there's approximately somewhere around 131 dispensaries, and I believe there's going to be something like 131 new licenses given out. You know who gets the first shot at those licenses, right? Yeah, the dispensaries that already have other licenses. Yeah, the dispensaries get the rights to it. And they say the reason they do this is that they want the people giving medical mar- uh, recreational marijuana to people, they want those people to be people who know the business and know what they're doing. Well, when the first marijuana <laughs> licenses came out, it was not – by people who who knew the business and knew what they were doing. It was people that had Absolutely. a lot of money that could buy mm-hmm. into this. So saying that mom and pop couldn't do this just as well um, is not right. So they will get they will get all the licenses and then they say, Well, we're gonna make it uh, better so that the dispensaries can grow the medical and the recreational in the same place. And they can sell the marijuana 
in the same dispensary. So what they do is they have right. one window you go to for medical and one window you go to recreational. And you know who pays more, don't you? The recreational. The recreational. Yeah. And they guess will what? End up they get the same weed. <laughs> yeah, of course. Well, probably they get the leftovers from the medical program. <laughs> yeah, they get the same marijuana, and they're charging yeah. you more for it. So who who benefits from this? The dispensaries. Yeah. That's more money into their pocket, yeah. more yeah. regulations designed for them, and mom and pop are getting screwed in the end here and not getting – what they should have, which is the right, the free right to enterprise, the free right to smoke marijuana, to grow marijuana, to sell marijuana if they want. Right. And right. I've heard a lot of the advocates of this program saying, oh, well, um, we're taking it one step at a time, and you know, oh, progress yeah. is slow, blah, blah, blah. This has been going on for decades. And decades, this is not one step yeah. forward. This is throwing a dog a bone and going one step right. back. Right, throwing a dog a bad chicken bone that they shouldn't be eating either. You know, it's like, yeah, if you're going to do it, do it right. But like I was saying, they're going to put out, you know, in their, uh, on their little footboard, you know, hey, you'll be able to have a business. You can grow. You can have this amount, blah, blah, blah. And you know, by the way, they're taking an ounce and a half away. That we already have right now. <laughs> yeah, you know what's yeah, that's I, not. It, yeah. yeah, I know it's and and people need that. I don't, you know. I, so we read the first initiative we read was a little while ago, and that initiative said eighteen and over, grow anything you want, sell anything you want, um, and that seemed a little too lenient. I think people are going to have a t- hard time with that one, but I hope people read this one as well. Um, and they would probably vote for that one over this one if they knew what was really going on there. And like you said, it's they're intentionally om- omitting things and not saying things. And when you read the initiative, unless you're going to get out the AMMA rules and statutes and refer to every single section that they're amending and adding and changing and reverting to and omitting and deleting and <laughs> whatever they're doing to it, you're not really going to understand. You know, like Hans is saying – it might be a petty fence up up until that ounce, but an ounce and a seed, you could have a class six felony, end up in jail paying tons of fines. And who would that benefit? There there we go, throwing people in jail again for stupid things and wasting yeah. this town of, of of any town in this United States in Tucson, it's it's a tough town. And we need police officers and law enforcement to focus on things that they're supposed to and not this kind of you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. I agree yeah. with you 100% on that. Yeah, t- To have, keep throwing people in jail for marijuana. And I know for a fact that the last time they wrote the rules, they twisted the rules around so much that <clears throat> they would throw people in jail for things that was not a crime. Like, look at Paula Huff. You know, she she had her 11 plants, and she went to prison um, 
And I know of a number of people who did not break the law, but they misrepresented the law and misinterpreted the law. And then mm-hmm. people ended up going to jail. Mm-hmm. The dispensaries here want to do everything. Um, right. Like the the rules of, as they stand right now for medical marijuana state that every single dispensary that sells marijuana, every single gram that goes out is supposed to be labeled with all of the additives, anything that is used to grow the cannabis. The reason they do that is so the consumer will have an idea of where they want to buy their cannabis. If you have to put on your label what's on it and you put Eagle 20, we're using Eagle 20, no one's right. going to want to buy the cannabis from that dispensary. If it's on the label saying, well, we use only organic ingredients, then you're going to have a better option to buy something that is more safe. Well, the health department does not enforce that. I tried for over two years talking to the attorney general, talking to the assistant director, trying to get them to force the dispensaries to put these labels on it. Well, now they say that there's even less restrictions on it, that they just have to label it uh, properly. Right. (laughs) Properly. (laughs) And they don't say what properly is. Um, Exactly. And as far as testing marijuana, this last time, um, I don't know that the department ever tested anyone's marijuana, even though there are a number of complaints of bad stuff coming in. And now, Mm -hmm. like, say an independent person uh, like myself, and I would love to have a marijuana testing facility to make sure people are, are organic or whatever, but this is now going to be only the state can do that. Only the state can test the marijuana. And mm. I, I don't trust the state as far as I could throw them uh, right. for testing marijuana. Uh, and why can't, why can't I or you or any other citizen have the free enterprise to start a company and say, you know what, I want to make sure that everyone's doing this right, so I'm going to start a company and test people. Oh, no, you can't mm. do that. Why in the hell not? Right. Yeah, because, and why not, if the state's going to go that far, fine. Then why not have third-party, blind third-party testing that you don't know where it's getting tested and where it's coming from? Because they're scared. Because they don't want people to know what's in their cannabis, how they're growing it. I hear horror stories all the time. Um, Someone just came back from... um, Oh, I'm not even going to say this. You know, I would just say it, but full of seeds. So many seeds, they couldn't even use their grinder. That's how many seeds were in it. I mean, they were going back to like 60s, 70s, where you would dump it out on the table and sift through everything so you could find your weed. Sounds like back in the day. <laughs> yeah, and they're selling this crap at high prices. High prices. And, you know, this is not the kind of program that people thought they were signing up for you know there should be transparency in this program and it was a a class four felony still right now for these dispensaries to not be testing but no one's upholding them because you know the minute they opened their doors they were illegal because they weren't growing 70 percent of their own cannabis and they weren't getting 30 percent from another arizona dispensary because they all just started so where'd they get their weed 
I mean, these, these, these programs are gearing up to cater to themselves and themselves only, and they're writing these initiatives. So you think you're getting something great, but really, you're really not. And you're really in a lot more danger when you don't read and you sign up for these initiatives without reading them or even listening to what is being said. You with me? This I think we got a little and read it and there try to understand what it says. They have so many things in there, like at 362854A, saying we shall adopt rules. They don't even tell you what it's going to be now, but we're we're going to adopt some more rules concerning this, and we're going to adopt more regulations. Uh, yep. Like in section in uh, 362853, section G, it says that notwithstanding and here they use this notwithstanding <laughs> thing again notwithstanding that in addition to any other penalty you could be fined twenty thousand dollars besides uh maybe going to jail for a class six felony the it's written so ambiguously and in such a fashion that it's hard to understand even if you're reading it exactly what's going on and exactly what's going to happen to you. Um, right. There's other things in here, like it says they use little words like marijuana cannot be used in an open space. Okay, so that, that doesn't sound too bad, but you know, um, you cannot smoke. My backyard is an open space, so someone yeah. phones up and says, "I see them smoking marijuana over there. They're in an open space. We have to hide." You have you have to hide. It's so dangerous and so they terrible that you have to hide and smoke it. They consider our backyards open space. That's what the consideration was. If we didn't, or well, it's not what they consider. It's what they can twist and what they can oh. make to be their own meaning. Just like the rule right now for medical marijuana says that. Uh, you can be arrested if you sell to someone that does not have a card. And they twisted that to say you could not sell. But what it meant was you could not sell to someone. It's just what it says. You cannot sell to someone that does not have a card. Well, they twisted that around to say you could not sell. So when they say um, you cannot be in an open space, and you can say, well, that doesn't mean my backyard, does it? Well, if the prosecutor says, well, it's right here, open space, and you're facing a felony, you're just likely to plead um, to something else. Mm-hmm. Like the, the rule for possession. Right now, the rules say you can have two and a half ounces. Okay. I had to fight the health department for months to get them to change on their website the word you can possess two and a half ounces and obtain. The actual statute says you can obtain two and a half ounces every two weeks, but they misinterpreted and said that you could possess that much. So in other words, if you have a gram left over from two and a half weeks, you can't you can't possess it. So Barbara Lawall took some people to court using a public defender. So when when she had a case with a public defender, she said 
oh, this person had more than two and a half ounces and that there is a, a situation that's set up by the state, whereas if you're growing, you grow your 12 plants, and you have, once it dries up, if you have more than two and a half ounces, anything extra is illegal, and they have a process that you can take the extra marijuana and give it freely to a dispensary. That was not the intent of the original. You could keep whatever you grew, but they got what they call case law because the public defender that was her employee did not challenge her when she said, oh, two and a half ounces is the limit. She lied to the grand jury. She didn't say anything about incidental marijuana. She didn't say about you can possess, you can obtain it every uh, two weeks. So people ended up going to jail for that because of a simple misinterpretation of the law. Now in this new one, it says you can keep what you grow. You can keep what you grow. All right. That may be well, but if you're having a public defender and now you have more than an ounce of marijuana and you say, hey, I, I grew this. And they say, well, nevertheless, the rules say that you can't have more than an ounce and you should have right. given the rest of it to a dispensary. That same old right. crap is going to be applied to you and say, well, we have case law to uh, defend this. So um, I would like to see somebody uh, that she sent to prison uh, to challenge that again in a court, but I doubt if that will ever happen. But getting back to what's going on here, they've done the same thing. They say this and that, and they say it in such an ambiguous fashion that then it can be twisted later to put you in jail. And any any laws against marijuana that throw you in jail for a gram or an extra plant and don't give free enterprise to mom and pop, I am just mm-hmm. not for it. This one was written by the dispensaries mm-hmm. for the dispensaries, and um, I would not vote for it. I would suggest that nobody else vote for it. This is not progress. Um, I've heard different people on Facebook and on the Internet saying, oh, but people who were in jail uh, for an ounce of marijuana wouldn't be in jail now. Uh, I don't really throw too many people in jail for an ounce of, of marijuana these days. It's pretty bargained off. <laughs> Excuse me, I had a little hit of cannabis there. Um, so I, I would... I don't like this law. I don't think it's a step forward. I think it's a step back. I don't think it's it's slowly getting where we want to go. I think it's rapidly taking away what rights we have. Uh, I've heard people say, well, vote this one in. At least we'll have an ounce of marijuana. Um, no, no. I, I, yeah. I, I personally have been fighting this for too long. I know other people who have. And I can't see that this bone that they're throwing us is worth it. I would say no. Object to this. Say no, we're not going to take this kind of of crap, uh, and we're going to wait. We'll have to just put up with the the crap that we have now until we can give what we want. 
because if we mm-hmm. vote for this one, we're going to be putting shackles on ourselves for being able right. to get something better either now or in the future. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's a lot, that's something that people don't understand is that, you know, once you vote this in, it's really hard to change it. And with the the law that just came out saying, you know, cards are going to be good for two years and they have to test now, um, people are better off staying with the medical program and having to, their two and a half ounces and waiting for something good to come out. People are just, they're, they're antsy and they're anxious and they just want, they want it. They, but you don't, you know, <laughs> you don't want to bite the head off a rattlesnake and still get poison. And you know what I mean? You don't eat you, and that's exactly what you're doing. You think you're killing something and you're not, you're making it worse and it's going to be a big, bad monster. And it's not going to be for the people. And it's not going to be for the mom and pop. People aren't just going to be able to open up a little coffee shop or a farmer's market and, and, and sell their wares and their products freely because the dispensary association that has written this is not going to let that happen. That's, that's a guarantee. Absolutely. They want to keep the price up. They want to keep the price high. And now they've, the dispensaries have written this for the dispensaries. It's going to give them more consumers and they can raise the price on them. Hey, we're already selling the, the good stuff for 300 something dollars an ounce and we could charge every we could get more customers and we can charge them more and we can give them less you can grow 12 plants now now they want you to grow six plants six mm-hmm. little plants and i can tell you now that they will do the same thing with these six plants that they're doing right now they will restrict how you grow it. If someone sees you growing it, uh, you could be in trouble. And I guarantee somebody is going to go to jail for their product of their six plants. Even though they say mm-hmm. you can keep what you grow, they're going to say, yeah, well, you can only keep the legal amount. And Barbara LaWall or someone like her is going to come in and mm-hmm. twist the laws just like they did before and say, oh, well, yeah, you can grow 12 plants, but if you get more than two and a half ounces from those 12 plants, I discussed this with the judge in the court, and it was it was laughed at like, oh, that's pretty funny that uh, they can do that. But yeah, that's that's exactly what Barbara LaWall said and did. Sent people to jail for growing more than two and a half ounces and possessing more than two and a half ounces from their crop. That's absurd. And laws laws like this that are so ambiguous and so open to misinterpretation and misrepresentation are not good for us. I do not see how this can be good for us in any way, shape, or form. And I would encourage any of your listeners to read this with as much understanding as they can and then think about it, you know, discuss it amongst yourselves, you know, listen to this program here and what's, what's being said about it. And do you, do you really want this kind of shackling of the marijuana plant 
or we got to just hold on to what we have and wait till we can honestly get something better. Right. Well, that's what's scary, though, because people are anxious. Like I was saying, they just they want something and they're not going to read all this. Like, you know, uh, on azmarijuana.com, they put out the 18 uh, facts. Here are 18 facts about the initiative. These aren't all the facts. But they're summed up in such a way, you know, I mean, 21 and older would be able to possess an ounce with no more than five grams being concentrated. People don't understand that either. They're, they're, you know, they're going to, they're not, you know, they're not going to read this full initiative and they're not going to probably even read this and they're just going to go vote and think that they can, you know, do whatever it is they want to do. And, you know, there's a a marijuana excise tax that's going to say, Alcohol we placed on recreational marijuana, money would fund various state agencies and be dispersed between, it says, community calls, districts, police, and fire, and the highway user fund. Now, they need to get in there and read what the highway user fund is and what what else is in between there. So there's, there's so much in between these 18 facts um, that people aren't reading and they need to read. Uh, so and this thing that you just this thing you just mentioned about one ounce and five grams. So I'm going to send it right that, now. Yes. Does that mean that you can have one ounce plus five grams, or you can have 23 grams of cannabis and five grams of uh, concentrate? No, it says. Now that's what this is. What this website says: adults 21 plus would be able to possess one ounce of marijuana with no more than five grams of it being marijuana concentrate extract. Okay, so no more than no more than five grams of the ounce. So that would mean that you could have 23 grams of cannabis and five grams of concentrate. Correct. So someone might read that and go, well, I can have an ounce and five grams of concentrate. I would like well, to see their rules just worded a little bit more meaningful. Uh, that pretty much, I think, is what they're saying. But when I first read it, I thought, oh, so you can have an ounce of five grams. Yeah. But I don't think you can. Yeah. No, I don't think so. Um there, there's a lot in this initiative that people need to read. Like I said, we're not done reading it, and we're going to continue to read it. But um, it, people don't understand that, you know, like it says right here, employers have the right to maintain a drug and alcohol-free workplace. Well, that's fine, but are they considering cannabis a drug? Are they considering the metabolites in your system even when you're not using it during the day? Does that mean that they think you're impaired or, quote, high so they can fire you or do whatever they want? You know, there, there, there's a lot in here that people need to read, which is why we read these things on the air and you can listen to them, uh, and which is why we really appreciate calls like this so that we could talk about it and maybe discuss things you didn't know about or think about things you never thought about. So You're, um, you're absolutely right there, Star. In 36.28.52, paragraph 6B, it says about metabolites, and it says that if you're impaired excuse me, to the slightest degree, now who's going to determine 
what the slightest degree is. Right. Who makes that decision, and what is it called the slightest degree? So they pull you over. What is it? (laughs) They smell marijuana. They're not using marijuana as the thing, but you tell them, yeah, oh, you're impaired to the slightest degree. What does that mean? You looked at him funny? Right, exactly. His eyes were red. Oh, he's impaired to the slightest degree. I I, I can tell he's impaired to the slightest degree. So that's extremely ambiguous, and that's a big subject, metabolites in the body. They find Mm -hmm. something in your body, and they say, oh, well, I, I haven't smoked for a week, but the metabolites in my body, and this guy said that I was impaired to the slightest degree. So now right. I'm in jail. Right. Yeah. And that, yeah. Uh, exactly. And that's what people need to to read. This also said you'll you'll. <laughs> this is one that you're not going to like here. Um, oh, uh, on or before April fifth, twenty twenty one. No, no, not that one. Oh, the DHS may issue a marijuana establishment license, recreational marijuana dispensary, to no more than two recreational dispensaries per county that contains no medical marijuana dispensaries or one recreational dispensary license per county that contains one medical marijuana dispensary and then qualified early applicants. Qualifications are currently undetermined, but they can apply for a recreational dispensary license. Approximately 145 licenses will be available with the DHS. Any remaining or additional licenses will be provided by random selection. See, here we go. <laughs> here we anything go. That's left. If there's anything that's left, yeah. Yeah, they're gonna randomly yeah. give it to who? Guess who? Oh, other dispensaries. Gee, gee, Wally. I mean, people need to understand that they're not getting the full language when they sign off on these little clipboards that people are running around with tie-dyed shirts, legalize, legalize, legalize. You can smoke all the weed you want, legalize. And it's not the case. And I'm really fed up with people that just are going to blow it for us. Like you said, they're going to vote this in. It's going to be a really bad program. If do, I don't think they will. And now that there are two initiatives out there, they're just going to confuse people. So you're going to get some people signing for one, some people signing for another, some people not knowing what to do. You're going to have all the, you know, the, you're going to have a lot of people that are just stuck in their way voting no. You're going to have a lot of people that think it's a good thing for people, even if they don't know anything about it, voting yes. And it's going to be a mad, madhouse. It's going to be a really bad show, <laughs> you know? I saw an individual standing out in front of the, high-profile foot traffic area where people go to pay their fines downtown. And this person was standing out there with his clipboard, and all he would say, repeating over and over to everyone that went by him, is, you shouldn't go to jail for a gram of marijuana. Help make it legal. And that's it. Sign my petition. And that's, that's it. And people, oh, yeah, you shouldn't go to jail for a gram of marijuana. Under this statute, these statutes, if you have more than a gram, it could now, you're not protected anymore by the uh, medical association, so the the health department, so now you're noncompliant, 
and it is mandatory. And if they want to push it in a court and threaten you with many, many years, which is what they do, most people will take the plea bargain because it's mandatory prison time. Well, and and this initiative says even a seed is counted. So all the seeds that my friend just got in her bag or her, you know, her purchase at an actual dispensary, <laughs> one of those fell on the floor and she didn't notice because there were so many in there. And she had an ounce in that seed under the couch. Boom. Gone. Like you said, the whole program thrown out this person. They get a felony. They're going to jail. They get fines. And you know what happens when you have a felony on your record for the rest of your life? You're screwed. You're just screwed. They just oh yes. People do not understand. They just don't get it. No, I I I will not vote for this one myself. I will encourage everyone else to not vote for it. Um, I missed the beginning of your program. Is the cannabis kid there with you? No, he is not, and you missed it because we had technical problems again. No, he isn't here today. I, I he'll be back. <laughs> Hopefully, he's down the road. <laughs> okay, well, Bell, I just wanted to phone in and rant and rave here a little bit and encourage your listening audience to, like what you guys say at Tumbleweed, educate, educate yourselves. Yeah. Read yeah. these things. Talk amongst your your friends and your peers and and get some realistic knowledge going on in discussion about what's going on here and what's happening and what these rules and regulations really mean, not just in the context of what this says and what that says, but right. what is its ultimate purpose and goal and how will it affect the people? How will it affect the public? I really, really believe in free enterprise, and I've been wanting to see marijuana enter into the realm of free enterprise for decades and decades, and it's not happening. They're stealing that right away from the people, and that's what this type of a proposal does. It steals the rights away from the people. Oh, totally. And they don't know it, it does. They don't know, and that's the whole problem, though, is they don't know that their rights are being, you know, stolen because they're not reading these. They're just listening to the guy in the corner that says, hey, man, you shouldn't be in jail for a gram. Let's legalize it. Well, you shouldn't be in jail for a gram. Let's legalize it. But let's do it the right damn way (laughs) so that we all don't get screwed in the process. This is going to just really hurt everybody. And and I'm so glad you were on here today and – I'm so glad that you're so knowledgeable about all these different sections um, because we were just about to read them. Kudos to you guys, and I'm very proud of you and happy that I was able to come on to your program today and discuss this just a little bit, and you guys continue doing what you're doing. I'm going to sign off now and uh, have me a smoke and calm down. (laughs) well thank you so much for being on here and thank you for all you do for cannabis um ladies and gentlemen this this wonderful man has been um an advocate and a warrior for cannabis for longer than most of you guys have been alive (laughs) so 
thank you for risking everything. Thank you for loving this plant, for loving the planet as much as you do and yourselves and your family and for just doing good. Educate yourself like this man does and you'll do you'll do well in life. So thank you for being here and have a awesome day. Go smoke some weed. <laughs> thank you for letting me on. We all love you here and keep doing what you're doing, Beth. All right, thank you. All right, everybody, that was awesome. Um, it's so good to have people call in and share their thoughts and opinions and their ideas. And, you know, I'm, I'm never afraid to share mine. We all know that. a big, big, giant, gargantuan shout-out to the staff of Tumbleweed Health Center. Woo-hoo! Magic, they're awesome. You guys are awesome. Everybody, you need to go down there and, and chat with these folks because they're amazing. Um, they are who you see every like seven days a week now for certifications and CBD sales and information and knowledge. And come on down because uh, we've got doctors seven days a week too. So you can have a consultation seven days a week and chat with the doctor. It's fantastic. You can get certified in Arizona for the following conditions. Uh, PTSD, cancer, glaucoma, AIDS, chronic pain, severe nausea, seizures, including epilepsy, HIV, Hep C, ALS, Crohn's disease, agitation of Alzheimer's disease, cachexia or wasting syndrome, severe and persistent muscle spasms, including multiple sclerosis. If you suffer from one of these medical conditions and have been diagnosed by an Arizona licensed physician, medical cannabis may help relieve your symptoms. Tumbleweeds Health Center is Arizona's premier cannabis certification health and education center. Our primary focus is to help the patients of Arizona obtain their medical marijuana card and educate everyone about medical cannabis. With current medical records, approval is a simple process. Contact Tumbleweeds Health Center to see if you qualify for your Arizona medical marijuana card. Yep, give us a call, 508-438-4430. You can get to us on our website at tumbleweedshealthcenter.com. You can email thctucson at gmail.com. And just come on down, 4826 East Broadway Boulevard. We also want to give a shout-out to the Grower's House at 3635 East 34th Street. Go to growershouse.com. They sell everything that you need to grow anything on the entire planet. bananas in my lunch. <laughs> uh, we can't lose our bananas. I'd also like to give a shout out to Canna Health Online Digital Magazine, another great place for education. You don't have to go anywhere but where you are to check them out. Canna Health is a digital magazine focused on knowledge, safe access, and advocacy with a monthly subscription readership. It's loaded with scientific and clinical articles from various healthcare professionals. Profiles of cannabis clinics offering safe access to medicines, national and local organizations open to the public, and real-life patient success stories. It's free to subscribe, so don't miss another issue of CannaHealth. That's right. You can actually go to our website, and if you go to the radio section, to our radio show right there, uh, I added a Call Us Live button. I think if you click that, you can actually call from your phone. It's awesome. You can listen to the show right now, and then you can listen and download uh, past episodes. 
And right below that, there's a link to Canada Health Online Digital Magazine, Knowledge, Safe Access, and Advocacy, and a link to thegrowershouse.com. Uh, check them out. You can find great information uh, at Canada Health and Growers Health. And Growers Health has some groovy videos and stuff that you might want to check out. So just check them out. All right. Uh, sorry about all the technical problems at the beginning of the show. But thank you so much for listening each every week. August 21st for the best season the end of the show. If you're tuning in now. <laughs> And checking it out, we will continue to read more of that initiative next week. We'll have Cannabis Kid back on. Silver Sister, thanks for tuning in. Um, come check our great, new, awesome, organic tumbleweed tinctures. We have our very own line now. Yeah, right. Come check them out. We're open seven days a week for certification, CBD sales, and education. So come down and remember the most important thing is to be smart, be safe, and educate. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.